Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Sea Spire Cartoon Fan Podcast. This is episode 422, and today we'll be talking about Through the Looking Glass Ruins, from the Owl House. I'm GC13. I'm Soren. And I'm David. So, I, I don't know what is more exciting. I think I'm going to have to go with the very brief uh, reference to Steve. Yes, they did. They wanted to go more into Mytholomew's relationship with Steve, but due to cuts, they weren't able to. But Steve is the deliverer of noogies. Yes, 35 of them. I want to know, like, what starts and stops a noogie. Yeah, is it is it once across and once back, or is it just once across and then the return trip? Or is trip? it like 35 uninterrupted seconds of noogie? Hmm. These are important questions. Right. <laughs> So and there's another important question, which is, what is the premise of this episode? <laughs> Other than learning about Mathalmi's um, obscure brother. So Gus is feeling down in the dumps because an illusion that he used to protect Willow backfired. And uh, then Luz takes him to the library because she needs a library card to research Philip's diary. And uh, he ends up getting roped into an expedition. To the Looking Glass Ruins with Bria and her crew from Galantis, whereas Luz ends up going deep into the Forbidden Stacks with Amity, accidentally gets Amity fired from her job, and we find out later that she goes back, goes through some trials, and gets Amity her job back. But not before Amity dyes her hair purple. Her mother is sure to be unhappy with that. Meanwhile, back with Gus, he uh, learns that maybe being an illusionist isn't so bad, because he is able to use his frankly terrifying illusion abilities to put one over the might-makes-right Glandis kids and makes friends with a master illusionist who Mytholomew is convinced is a ghost. Mytholomew helps out, so he's a good boy now. <laughs> yeah, um, well, also to mention that, uh, Luce and Amity, so Amity loses her <laughs> job because they get caught. Because of Luce's exclamation. Oh, yeah. This is the first appearance of the Echo Mouse, the uh, fantasy version of the videotape. Yes, they find the journal and it has been chewed up by an Echo Mouse, which looks like a mouse with like a skull face and a really long tail. I wonder if they're related to Titans. Luce screams some obscenities at the Echo Mouse and that causes them to get caught. Amity gets fired and Luce goes in to try and get Amity's job back. While Amity is sulking at home, she gets her hair dyed by her siblings. Luce comes back with her new slightly singed ID, saying, I got you your job back. Had to do some trials. If only life was that easy. I wish I could just solve all my problems by doing some deadly trials. <laughs> yeah, that's a convenient, like, <laughs> mechanism. <laughs> I like that Luce, uh, I, I, that The fact that that all happens behind the scenes makes the joke better. That, <laughs> yes. yeah, I just yes. was given some... <laughs> Luce has already gone trials. through so many trials, I think we get the gist of it. <laughs> I, I wonder if that's just, like, a cultural thing on the Boiling Isles, like, trial by combat. Just, you gotta do some trials. You know, you've done run wrong on me, you want something from me, do some deadly trials. But it's just, like, your errands and chores. Yeah, I was gonna say, it's chores he doesn't want to do, it's the Bat Queen all over again. Yeah, if only you hadn't fired Amity, maybe you would have the staff to get this done. Hmm. She is probably the most competent employee he has. I mean, I saw what Ed and M were able to do in their debut. Like, wh what's his deal that he couldn't have... Like, 
like he couldn't go into the forbidden snacks and grabbing the book for them like why did they have to come themselves yeah that's probably what uh, amity should have suggested but she wanted to be an awesome not girlfriend and so uh tried to impress a girl <laughs> yeah amity risking her job Amity risking her job for the prospect of a human realm date with Luce, which I guess she got her wish. Look, I think we've all done dumb things to impress a girl before, so I forgive Amity. True. Um, they both are just going back and forth with the with the brain cell. Very funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they gotta share. I, I do love that moment of like watching Amity quickly change her decision making. The moment that Luce references <laughs> going back to the human <laughs> yeah. world. It's like. Maybe I could show you around sometime, haha, <laughs> twirls hair. <laughs> and Amity's like, um, I would die for you. Very, very sweet. It's enough to make her peck lose on the cheek. Edit yes. and approve. Yes, that was, um, very adorable, especially how Luce is just, like, dumbstruck. what, starstruck? Dumbstruck, She loses the, the ability to stand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> loses the ability to stand or breathe. And Amity just, like, shuffles back into the house in <laughs> Complete embarrassment. Yeah. After turning yeah. tomato red. Yes, I do love that about her, that, like, she's so calm and cool on the outside that the only thing that betrays the fact that she's overwhelmed is that her entire face goes red. Yeah, I do like that they opted for that choice, too. It's not a two-cheek, lightly brushed, you know, sort of blush. Yeah. <laughs> it's full face tomato fest. Yeah, and it's funny because, like, in real life, Unless somebody's really pale, you almost never see them blush. And even then, it has to be, like, a pretty intense, full face, mm -hmm. going red kind of blush. Like, I'm trying to think of, like, the times I've seen somebody get red in the face, and it's, like, almost always somebody who's just super pissed and has pale skin. Yeah, they have to be shouting to get red in the face. Yeah, like, you gotta get those, like, forehead veins in the... the <laughs> or Or somebody laughing really, really hard. Like, somebody just, like, laughing so hard they can't- it's completely silent, they're just, like, squeaking. I've seen them go just, like, full red from that. But generally, like, the whole blushing with embarrassment is pretty limited to cartoons. I don't know. I, they had me pretty hyped up in middle school. I thought, like, all my crushes would be belied by blushing. <laughs> <laughs> so I was very I think they're concerned. sending the wrong, uh, wrong messages to these kids. I was like, oh my god, people are gonna know. So I have to hide my face. So the, the show's convinced me. Yeah, but it's really funny because somebody with somebody with Luce's skin tone, like, unless she was, like, you know, like, hyped up to, you know, 11 out of 10, either in anger or laughing or embarrassment or whatever, like, you would not see a blush. You know, you would feel it. I imagine she feels the blush, but, like, for it to be very obviously visible to an, a third party. Yeah. A funny detail I just noticed, by the way. You know, you know how I mentioned the Glandis kids. Well, they saved a kid from a rampaging slither beast that some demon hunters were irresponsibly bringing through town. And uh, you know, he's the the one demon kid with the comedically horrific voice. Yeah. Yes, the one who's the son of the warden. Uh, no, I don't think it's. Yeah, it's Just not some Rath. Other guy. It's uh, some other guy, and the guy has. I mean, he still has a deep voice, but he has a much more normal voice than his son. So it's not like he gets scarier with age. That kid is as scary as he's gonna be. As he gets older and older, he'll get a voice that sounds more reasonable. <laughs> their their voice doesn't drop. Their voice uh, goes up. Ha! <laughs> Must be. Demon puberty is insane. Okay, let me see. Wrath. I am almost positive that Warden Wrath has that kid. 
affiliations. I don't think he has. Oh, does he have this crazy teeth? Yes, when he takes off his mask. Yeah, I'm thinking of the first impression. Yeah, Braxis is his son. Okay, there you go. Really? It's yes. just hard to recognize him without the mask. He could just go incognito like that and we'd never know. I guess that's the joy of wearing a mask to work. He takes off his mask in a future episode in the like. WW the wrestling episode GC the one thing that you're like a 100% expert on he takes off his mask and you see his chompers I almost mentioned that episode because it's the only other episode I can remember lose losing the ability to stand up Yeah oh that was yeah we'll talk about that when it comes but um yes he does the the, the little red demon with the giant mouth and the messed up voice <laughs> <laughs> is his son Braxis I mean, I guess Warden Wrath is scary in other ways. He's scary. He's just a good father. There's <laughs> nothing wrong with that. If he's such a good father, why didn't he destroy that Slither Beast himself? And he's presumably a single father, con- uh, considering how much he wanted to hit on Ida. Yep, yep. The one who always gets away. <laughs> yes, I did. I love those two. Let me see what else I have in my notes. Um... Amity rewarding that girl for stealing her hair tie. Yeah, the little kid. Let's be fair, she was probably going to read the kid's book anyway, so she's just like, hey, here. Oh, they want to learn how to summon the Dark Lord. Yeah, I love the standards and practice let that one through. (laughs) Just going to summon the Dark Lord now. You're teaching children that by stealing from your teacher, they'll get what they want. Maybe to them, the Dark Lord is like Kermit the Frog. It's like a character (laughs) in one of like a little kid's TV show. So who knows? Maybe they're just like summoning a little puppet that, you know, sings songs and dances for the kids. And that's the that's the Dark Lord. It was it was all lowercase in the in the closed captions. Yeah, it's all it's all it's the lowercase Dark Lord. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> also, it's interesting how both the demon realm and the human realm have the same years, which implies demon Jesus. <laughs> that's always the it's the same problem everywhere. Well, I mean, remember, Bellos has been running things for a little while. Yeah, maybe. Well, because then, then it says his entry, and he's like, May 21st, I think. And it's just like, <laughs> okay, maybe he did set up the calendar year, and he did set it up in accordance with Jesus, but then why wouldn't he start the calendar on the year he, like, gained power? That would be putting himself above Jesus, I think. I don't <laughs> think he's going to do that. We all know he thinks of himself to be like Jesus. But he doesn't want to be overt about that. That's something that you keep to yourself. Well, like well, all, the other, no all the other on Christians the on the Boiling Isles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Nobody can call him an egotistical maniac for presumptuously <laughs> I, assuming that he's Jesus too. I like that the calendar detail maybe could have an in-world explanation because my first thought was, in this episode, Luz speaks some full Spanish in front of Amity, who doesn't seem to react to what she says. So, like, presumably further cementing that everyone, you know, kind of speaks English. Yes, Amity, in a future episode, tries to learn some Spanish for Luz. Yeah, learns what batata means. Batata. Uh, but yeah, she, what she says before going back into the library is, uh, nothing will work out unless you make it work out along those lines. So it was just like a little self speech but yeah they speak english in the boiling isles there is no magical translation which is interesting because there's like there's a spanish dub where i haven't watched it but presumably they speak spanish i wonder how does luz just say things in spanish and everybody understands her 
I hope she. I, Did I they pick up random third language English when she? <laughs> I, I hope she just randomly speaks English to for her uh, Spanish stuff. Yeah. I, I would love it if like they just keep pushing it forward. Like in in the in English she speaks Spanish, but in Spanish she speaks Chinese, and then in Chinese she speaks something else, <laughs> it and, and it just keeps going on and on and on. That would be very funny. Rolling the die on just what second language, or I guess it would be. A second first language that Lucy knows. <laughs> yeah, except, oh, yeah, only in English does it actually make sense. <laughs> because, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I, I just kind of like the, uh, like the idea of Luz speaking academic Latin at home with her mother. <laughs> <laughs> right. That, that, that's, that's some pretty intense Catholicism. Um. <laughs> yeah, at least it would have an in-world explanation. Yeah, oh, yeah. that might that might explain also why Philip doesn't like Luz. He realizes that she's a dirty Catholic and not a and not a Puritan like he is. Uh, I'm getting a I'm getting a flashback to Helsing. The abridged or the regular one? All three series actually. Oh, the actual abridged, ultimate, and the original. They all have the Catholic versus Protestant stuff. Yeah. Oh, the Catholics do. They do not like each other at all. Oh. This episode reminded me that the first time I saw it, it, it's so, because we had just seen Bellos trying to make a portal, and Mm. this journal entry explicitly references, you know, making a portal get back to the human realm. I kind of mentioned the last episode we talked about, that the connection seemed really obvious. And to me in this episode, again, it seemed very obvious (laughs) that this person that we're seeing in the journal is, is Bellos. So I don't I don't know. Yeah. I feel like they weren't trying to keep it that mysterious. It's more like waiting to see how it will impact Luz or, you know, what backstory we'll learn. Yeah. And I think like the biggest barrier for me, because obviously like I was seeing the connections very early, but I was just like, they have to come with some sort of explanation as to why he can live four hundred years. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, everybody else has normal human lifespans. Yeah. And then they gave us a very depressing reason. Yeah. <laughs> Horrific Horrific self-modification. We haven't talked about the Galderstones yet, though. Like, why are those in an illusionist graveyard? Why are there illusionists from hundreds of years ago if the covens were only imposed a few decades ago? Like, uh, we, we talked about last week about how even 30 years ago it was apparently optional to join a coven. Well, also, I mean, I, there's a lot of weird yeah. things. Why can't the stones enhance illusionist powers? We see Gus struggling. They do. Yeah, like clearly that you could up like the amount of illusion or the scope of the illusion. Yeah, it, it it seems like that's what it does, but it doesn't change the nature of the illusion at all versus with the other types of magic. Like it works in a much more practical way. I don't know. The graveyard keeper said that the illusionists get no benefit at all. Right. I felt like he, he kind of said a weird thing. Eh. They were kind of contradicting themselves. Gus doesn't use a Galderstone, though. You'd think that if it would have helped him, they would have had him use it. But no, the Mad Lad is just strong enough to do... Oh, that was such a good illusion, too. I love it. The, the, the crying statue, statue that looks like her. Yeah. Oh, anytime a statue cries blood. Oh. I think I think it was just straight liquid, but... <laughs> blood is also good. Blood is also cool. Yeah, that was awesome. The but I maybe the other illusionist was also helping him and was holding the Galderstone. Mm. Well, he didn't look like he exerted himself. 
I, I just love how the, she, she knows it's all an illusion, and they still manage to freak her out enough to break and run. That is called skill. Yeah, I mean, he did touch her, right? Like, he did grab her with his physical hand, and with all the other stuff kind of stressing her out, like, that was enough to break her resolve, and she went running. Yep. With a really funny Scooby-Doo run with the arms straight in front of you. Enjoyed that. <laughs> See, the funny thing is, you'd think that illusionists would be some of the most... Like, if you could get on Gus's level as an illusionist, you'd be really, really hard to kill, because... Like, not only would you be invisible to your enemy and you could just walk up behind them and cut their head off, but, like, they wouldn't even know what effect that they were having. Like, you saw how she was she was really making that those rock formations. She just couldn't see that she was. Yeah, it's kind of like Reality Stone level powers, but I, you'd have to be able to keep up the exertion. I don't yeah, know. the concentration. Also, it's interesting since it's the illusion of perception, you know, I wonder if it just, it clearly applies to sight and sound, but I, I would think like, why not just extend the magic all the way to, you know, maybe you could make people perceive the f sensation of touch, pressure, heat, cold, if you were, you know, sufficiently infecting their minds. Yeah, didn't, like, uh... wasn't it windy? Like, if you could make it cold and windy, maybe it, like, I don't know. <sighs> She she definitely was like, well, it's impossible for an illusion to touch me. So that was that was a red line as far as the show is concerned about what illusion is capable of. Yeah, it might be that like making someone think they feel a breeze is pretty easy, but making somebody feel like they've been grabbed is very, very difficult, if not impossible. Right. Well, presumably the illusions don't actually manifest themselves in your brain. Uh, like yeah. they, they are happening externally, so the illusion it has a for shape of light and yeah, maybe some vibrating like hard the light. air. Yeah, and and then apparently a mind of its own. You you see how those illusions of Gus's react to being blown away. Yeah, that's funny. I love when shows are like, "Hey, we have something that looks like a person, but isn't a person, so we're just gonna kill them gruesomely." <laughs> love that they did that with the watermelon Stevens. They did that with the Steven clones. So yeah, Gus apparently can create sapient illusions, like the illusion, I'm not paying attention, and then Gus threatens it with death. We can only hope, yeah, we can only hope that it was a really good gag that he was, you know, just giving uh, himself, right? Well, if that's the kind of joke he plays, and then when he's feeling down in the dumps, he creates a bunch of illusions of himself screeching in, I don't know if that's terror or what, as they have... <laughs> Fade away into nothingness, or dissolve into nothingness, I should say. <laughs> I mean, haven't you ever experienced... The dude's messed up. Like, a, an in, an invasive thought that you couldn't get rid of, like a voice in your head. Yeah, you, yeah, that's what I was thinking, like, like, maybe... You're like, shut up, but it keeps talking, you know, that's a thing. Yeah, like, if he can manifest the anxiety in his brain and then blow it away, like some sort <laughs> of, like, hypnotism, like, meditation, self-care sort of thing, that would be pretty useful. But the problem is it would still be there in his brain, so... Yeah, but, like, when you do guided meditations, people are like, imagine all of your anxiety is, like, one object, and then imagine it washing away in the waves, and, like, that in and of itself can be helpful in calming down or, you know, sorting out your thoughts, so maybe that's just an extension of it. Well, the dude does like to do breathing exercises, so... Yeah. I also, going back to the Looking Glass Ruins, I why couldn't he call the hounds? I would have loved to see some hounds. 
Gus wanted to flex. Yeah, going <laughs> going back to biblical, that's like the and then they just mauled the forty children on the mountain. They would have been fine. Like that type of story. <laughs> it's like yeah, <laughs> they would have been they fine. Just maul the kids with with hounds. I mean, you, you saw how easily they destroyed. The, I mean, the slither beast was probably weakened, but. And it was also just one, right? Like, who knows what a hound quote is in the Boiling Isles. <laughs> death dogs from Kid Cosmic. We're already doing freaking out, breathing out. Why can't they be death dogs? Heck hounds. The, the, kid, the, the kid-friendly version they have in Wizard 101. <laughs> oh, that sounds awesome. I never played Wizard 101. Yeah, it was funny. They had heck hounds because it was, it was too hard. That is the coolest thing. I think that should just be a normal thing. That feels like one of those things from my childhood where there were so many ads about it, but I felt like the ad was as far as it went. Like, don't you feel like you've been yeah. advertised games in your life where there was no game? Like, there was just well, the ad promising the th- that a game existed with features? It's, it's all of those ones, like, you, you see, like, oh, level one noob, level ten wizard, level thirty pyromancer. And, you know, th- those are not real games. They're just things. Well, the thing about Wizard 101 is that you maybe get, like, three to four hours of free gameplay before everything else is behind a paywall, as I remember having to beg my mother every single time <laughs> I hit one of those paywalls. it's I think it's only, like, $10, but, like, or like five to $10, but that compounds, you know, because um, every few hours you're going to hit another paywall. To be clear, you can still play this game. Yeah, it's free to play. That's wild. But... Yeah. Yes, I, li- I literally still have Wizard101 downloaded and installed on my computer. They have a TikTok. Really? <laughs> it's mind-blowing. I love that. This is that. really funny because it is slightly technically on topic. <laughs> it does have Wizard. Now we just mean <laughs> Witches and Demons 101. <laughs> We're getting meandering. Any yeah, final yeah, thoughts? Yeah. Let's see. I really loved If I Catch You Playing With Any More Bugs, I Will Make You Eat Them. <laughs> yeah, I, I love how she starts out all cute and nice, and then the mask comes off. Ah, oh, doesn't it always? That was, however, extremely funny. I kind of wish that I had known that line back when I was a daycare teacher. Wow. <laughs> you watch out, those kids might be like, don't threaten me with a good time. No, the older ones would be grossed out by bugs, and so instead of like playing with them, they'd really just be like torturing the bug, and I'm just like, leave the wildlife alone, and you don't know what can sting you. Right, because like I don't like. Why are you sitting there ripping the legs off of a um, of a beetle or whatever, a stink bug? Yeah, I had a had a bunch of us crowded. Well, I was watching them crowd around the scorpion one time, and so one of the older kids comes up with a knife and uh, cuts its tail <laughs> off with the knife. And you know, because he's like, "Don't play with that thing; it's dangerous." Cuts the tail off. There, I made it safe. You know, safe. You know, why don't you guys want to play with it now? Because it was boring. <laughs> it didn't have a stinger tail anymore. Yeah, exactly. Or the the pinch bugs or whatever they're called. Kids love those because they're just everywhere and they're little, so they're not that threatening and they're slow. Roly polies or yes. uh, pill bugs, big little kid favorite. Oh, uh, roly polies are the best. But yes, like with these kids, it's like if I catch you, you know, killing or you know messing with bugs, I'm gonna make you eat them. That would have been a very good threat. But then what happens when you have to make good on that threat? Um, you get fired. Mm, I think 80% of parents would agree with that. Would agree with the eating. Well, here, yeah, here's the thing, right? I have not had a child, not my most problem child, my most difficult, never, never have I had a kid who 
would call my bluff on that. Like, <laughs> I think, I think by the time that they're five or six, they've ha- built that ingrained sort of like disgust of bugs that you get. Like, for a two year old, that's not a threat. They don't care. They'll eat it right there. But a four year old, maybe. But like, past that, once they're in kindergarten, they're not putting a bug anywhere near their mouth. And that would be an extremely effective threat. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> Words of wisdom to live by. Words of wisdom to live by. Anyway, guys, that's it for us on Through the Looking Glass Ruins. Join us next week. Until then, I'm GC13. I'm Soren. And I'm David. Leave us a comment or a review. Later, everybody. Our opening and closing music is by Mark Soto. For more cartoon-related content, please visit LunarCeasefire.com.